0: Hey, it's Steph, otherwise known as Moving Forward, Looking Forward, if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, or the shortened version of that, which is MFLF. I'm going to be chatting about something I know a lot about, but I'm not all that great at doing. So I'm hoping to actually pick up a couple of tips myself. I'm going to be talking about how to meal plan. I shouldn't put myself down because I am pretty good at it. I'm a lot better at it than what I used to be. I have picked up so many different ideas from people who are literally the queens of meal prep. And they're from the Healthy Mummy group. And I look at them in absolute awe. And I think, oh my gosh, how do you do that? So I've written down a couple of different things that I've learned along the way. Some of them I follow, some of them I don't, some of them I really wish I could do, but I just can't. So let's hope this podcast inspires me to keep doing what I was doing really, really well at one point, but just seem to stop doing So tip number one is to start small. And I remember when I started following Healthy Mummy, that was back in October 2017, and they have a meal prep Sunday. And that was something I really wanted to do. And ideally it would have been something that I would have been able to do with a lot more ease but Sunday was literally the only day I had to spend with my family given the fact everyone was at school and I was working and studying it was just a really really precious day one that I valued and treasured and one that I'd gotten used to just being able to enjoy with my kids so I did try doing meal prep a number of different times on that particular Sunday and it didn't work well for me. So what I actually started doing was doing double batches of different meals and just popping them in the freezer. So that's a really good way of starting with your meal prep is starting small, being able to put a couple of different things away so you've got that stash on hand should you ever need it. And the other thing I'm able to do is get myself into gear and organize snacks I find that it's really easy for me to go off track if I don't have snacky foods on hand that seems to be my downfall so I always make sure I've got some kind of snack foods on hand things like muffins bliss balls chopped up veggies chopped up fruit just those sorts of things that are really quick and easy to make so you've got them there for those times that you're going to need them I also do still do meal planning. So this is tip number two. Planning your meals is really important and I like to make sure that I have got a balanced week plan. So I sit down with the different recipe books that I refer to and I go through it and I make sure that I've got different meals that are going to be interesting for the family. I actually get my kids involved and I ask them what sort of foods they'd like to have. I ensure that we've got different meats in each dish. I like to have at least a couple of meals with chicken in it each week, a few with mince and a couple with fish. So we're having different proteins, we're having different meats, and it's never boring. We've always got something new to have. So it's important to make sure that you're considering each food group. And when I started meal planning and meal prep, this didn't come easy to me. I did have to do a lot of research to make sure that I was putting everything that I needed to put in into my diet. And I don't like the word diet, but in this sense, I'm actually referring to a diet as the food that I'm eating. So I'm making sure that it's not high in sugar, high in salt. I've got good high quality protein and healthy fats. And that's really important that you understand each food group so that you're having a balanced diet Getting organized is really important. This is where I fail really miserably. (laughs) I am not an organized person and I, I have no shame in admitting that. I am getting better at it, but I suppose having a system would be awesome. I can't really comment on that because I don't really have a system, but I would love ideally to have a clean kitchen before I start my meal prep, but I just kind of wing it. Wing it is definitely not something I should do because when I say the words wing it, I normally totally stuff something up. But it is a lot easier. I'm sure we all agree when you've got a clean space and you know where everything is, it's so much easier to be able to get your things done. The other tip that has really helped is making sure that you have got your staples on hand. So when I changed my eating habits, I had... A lot of things in my pantry that I needed to throw out. So I had white sugar, white flour, a lot of pastas. I did a complete overhaul of my diet. So I don't have those sorts of foods in my pantry anymore, but I do have Different types of foods that are staples and that are there. So I've got things like almond butter, potatoes, mixed nuts, dried fruit. I've got baking powder, my wholemeal flours, olive oil, coconut oil, tomato paste, tin tomatoes tinned corn just those sorts of things they're always on hand so I like to make sure that I've got a complete stash of them because so long as I've got that sort of stuff in my pantry then I am able to prepare a meal I also like to spice it up I make sure that I've got different herbs and spices on hand because quite often I found a lot of the recipes that I was using to be quite bland so I like to add garlic You can never have enough garlic, and I'm sure a lot of people completely disagree with me there, but garlic is delicious and it can make or break a meal I think it's just nice to be able to put some different flavors into your dishes one thing I really want to do this year and I say it every year this year I'm going to do it considering it's 2020 anything's possible I may actually get my act into gear and make myself a herb garden I love to use fresh herbs during cooking I actually should be saving money and not be buying them from the supermarket at the moment but that's what I'm doing but it's really really nice to be able to have those on hand so that you're able to add some variety into your dishes. Using what you've got on hand in the pantry in the fridge is such a great way of saving money so what I'll often do before I make my shopping list is I go through my fridge and my pantry and my freezer to make sure that I'm not already about to purchase something that I've already got so I remember years ago, it was really funny, I actually went through my pantry, I found, I think it was from memory, 30 kilos or something like that of pasta, simply because every time I went down the street, I would buy a new packet of pasta. So if you go through your pantry and your fridge and freezer and work out what you've actually got In those spaces before you go down the street, you're going to save a lot of money. I know that's common sense and I know probably a lot of people already do that. But it's just important to make sure that you are doing that so that you're not buying new chicken and new vegetables and those sorts of things. Because it it does add up and it also ends up being very wasteful. So I'm really conscious of that now particularly in the last two and a half years I've been making sure that I do that. Every week on a Wednesday normally I write my new meal plan for the week ahead and I then do my shopping on a Friday night. A lot of the meals we have are actually on repeat so I'm sure a lot of families are the same where you might have a spaghetti bolognese every fortnight or you might have some favorite sausage dish that you often use. I'm no different so I do have a number of different meals on repeat and I like to be able to do that because I know that they're quick and easy and I'm able to put them together in a couple of minutes. But I also make sure that when we do have new recipes because I do like to try new things quite often so that we're always able to add to those meals that are on repeat. I like to print them out and put them aside. So actually having your recipes in a place where you know where they are and having them organized can be really helpful as well. So what I've got is three different folders. I've got one for snacks, I've got one for mains and I've got one for desserts and I can easily go to them and refer to them and get all the ingredients that I need and things like that. The other thing that I do is online shopping, which is really, really helpful. And given the fact we're in lockdown at the moment, on the date that I'm recording this, we're still in lockdown. Who knows what we're in by the time I release this podcast. But online shopping is a great way of saving money because you're not going to be impulse buying. It's also a really, really good way of staying Organized and on track with what you're actually needing to buy for your recipes. So, what I do is when I finish my meal planning, I jump straight onto the Coles online website or the Woolworths website and I start putting in the things that I need on my shopping list. And I normally do the basics first. So, I'll do my milk and butter, cat food, dog food, deodorant, shampoo, washing powder, whatever it is that I need for that particular week. And then I open up my first recipe. So let's say for argument's sake, it's stovetop lasagna, which is one of my absolute faves. I know there's mints in there. So I add a packet of mints and onions. Okay, I've already checked my pantry. I know I've got onions, but I'll probably need another bag. So I add them zucchini. I know I need zucchini. So I'll add that. So I go through each ingredient from each recipe individually. And there's probably a quicker way of doing it, but that's the way that works for me. And that's the way I've been doing it for the last two and a half years. So I know that I've got everything that I need for every single thing that I am planning on cooking that week. And obviously, I've already gone through my pantry and my freezer and my fridge. So I do know what I do need and what I don't need. But it's definitely a good way of saving time and saving money and it means that I don't have to go to the supermarket and see those things that are on special because I can tell you now when I go to the supermarket, literally the first thing that's in my face is the bakery. I like cheesy white scrolls. I love donuts. I love the fruit scones. I love all the pastries, the cream cakes, sponge cakes, they're all in my face the second I walk in through those gates. And they're really hard to say no to, especially when they're fresh and you can smell them the second you walk in like, this is honestly marketing at its best. They know that we're vulnerable and they know that we want these particular goods. I also find that when I am in there, I see chocolate. I don't need chocolate, but there's always chocolate on special at the end of the aisle near the milk because they know I'm going to get the milk and they then think, hey, Steph wants chocolate. I know their marketing is not aimed specifically at me, but every time I go in there, I come out with chocolate. 10 things that I didn't need and they're normally really unhealthy and when I first changed my diet and my lifestyle I didn't find it as hard to resist these things but now that I'm a little bit more laid back and I'm a little bit more chilled I definitely find it hard to actually say no to them so rather than having to try and resist temptation I like to avoid it altogether and do my online shopping. I'm sure I'd probably save a lot more money by going to Aldi. I don't have time for that. I do at the moment because of coronavirus, but I don't normally have time to do that. So by the time I have finished work and finished studying, picked up the kids from school, I, I just don't have time. So This is easier for me to do it this way. And again, I avoid having to do the impulse buying and having to resist the temptation of the items that I don't need. Have you seen how many good chocolate bars and chocolate varieties Aldi actually have? They've actually got more than what Coles do. The other thing that's a really good tip is to ask people for help. So there are so many people who know a lot more about this than what I do. And I have no problems in reaching out and asking them for help. Things like chopping up carrots and celery and putting them into freezer bags and storing them in the fridge for up to four days, I wouldn't have even known to do that until I actually saw someone else do it. The other thing that you could do is if you do know someone who's really good at meal prep is invite them over and ask them, hey, do you mind coming over and helping me and just giving me some ideas on what I can do and the best way of tackling this because it can actually be quite daunting when you first start doing it you don't want to do it on your own and you definitely don't want to go in without any knowledge so when like I said earlier I first joined the healthy mummy group I was looking at what these ladies were doing and oh my gosh I was I was overwhelmed because I thought I hope I'm not expected to have to do that but I'm not and it's it's not an expectation that I know how to do that straight away or I know how to do that at all that's what works for them and that's incredible and this is what works for me I just have had to scale it back a little bit and work out what was best for my family. I think it goes without saying do not shut when you're hungry whether you're going to the supermarket or whether you're actually doing it online make sure you've had something to eat make sure you've had something to drink because then you're not going to be tempted to buy the things that you don't need. Buying in bulk is really really good Especially if you've got the storage space and especially if you have the restraint to go into places like Costco without buying the big jar of Nutella. Costco is a really good place to buy different things in bulk, particularly all the whole food. So when I used to go to Costco a couple of years ago, I used to walk out with a huge trolley full of crappy food. Keeping it real here, that's what I used to do. I would get cakes and strudels and white bread rolls and sandwiches and heaps of things that I don't need. When I go there now, I go in there with a purpose. I'm normally going in there to buy Almond meal and coconut flour and coconut oil because I know that that is so much cheaper than getting them from Coles. So, actually, being able to buy in bulk from places like Costco is really good. The other thing, too, is you're able to go to your butcher or your greengrocer and get cheaper items there. So, a lot of places do sell meat per kilo a lot cheaper if you buy a certain quantity of that particular meat. Like I said, it's great if you've got the freezer space and the pantry space and room in your fridge. But for some people, I know that's just not possible, but it's definitely something that has helped me along the way. Having a purpose for leftovers is something that I wish I'd paid a lot more attention to. I've actually only just recently started doing that. If you live in Melbourne in particularly, you would notice our supermarkets have been a little bit crazy over the last few months. So it's really raised my awareness to the fact that I waste a lot of stuff and it's kind of like, I'm pretty sure we can all relate to it actually, regardless of where you are in the world. Everyone went crazy on toilet paper a couple of months ago. Toilet paper was the hot buy item. It was almost like if people got coronavirus, they also got explosive diarrhea, hence why they needed toilet paper. I'm still not sure why everyone needed toilet paper, but I tell you now for a couple of months, everyone used the last sheet on that toilet paper roll because we had noticed how wasteful we had been. And there's no difference when it comes to cooking now. So if I've got too many peas and corn that we've microwaved that night, I'll actually put them in the fridge and hope to be able to use the next day. So even if I cut up my vegetables to put in the food processor, I've actually started putting the scraps in a snap block bag in my freezer. And I use these for stock. So when I'm cooking soups and things like that, if I need vegetables, I'm actually able to go into that bag in my freezer and use that for stock. And I know that's just a tiny little thing that I'm doing, but there's some of the things that I have started to do ever since the coronavirus struck because I actually realized how how wasteful i am things like roast chickens if you have that you can also use the leftover chicken for tacos or soup or salad and things like that so there's a lot of different options that are available to you and this is actually something i need to do a little bit more research into because i'm not very good at it at all (laughs) i spoke earlier about making double batches of things and that is such a good way of being able to put some things in your freezer for the nights that you're really, really busy. Being able to be in the position where you just put even one serve of spaghetti bolognese or pasta or lasagna or whatever it is you've made in the freezer, that can be lunch the following week or that can be someone's dinner. It's so such a relief to be able to go to the freezer knowing full well that If I can't be bothered cooking one night, I have got meals in there that everyone can have and we are still staying on track with our food goals. We're not perfect at all, but I know that when I've got a fully stocked freezer, I am closer to being perfect than what I would have been. One thing that I do need to pay a little bit more attention to, especially because, like I said, I have gotten a little bit slack, especially in the last few months, is making sure that I am portioning my meals correctly, particularly when I put them away to freeze. So at the moment I'm just using containers that are around the same size as a Chinese food container and quite often that's more than what we need. So what I really need to start doing is buying smaller containers to make sure that I've got smaller portions because this is where I'm wanting to Promote my weight loss and making sure that I am only eating the amount that I should actually be eating. The other thing that I'm finding really, really helpful is to be able to use my slow cooker. If you don't have one, I suggest you get one. They're not expensive. You can get them for twenty five odd dollars thereabouts from Kmart or Big W. They are incredible. They are such a good tool to have on hand. You're able to make so many different healthy meals. And I know at nights, particularly when I've been working, I can't be bothered cooking anything. But if I know I've got something in the slow cooker, when I get home, all I have to do is chop up some veggies and then I'm able to put a healthy meal on the table. The other thing as well is when you are using your slow cooker, if you wanted to, you're able to make some other meals as well. So even if you had your slow cooker going on your meal prep, Day, if that's your thing, then you can cook something in that and then you can cook other things in other utensils. I also did invest in a fake thermomix and I call it that because it's not a real thermomix, but it does the same kind of thing. I got it from Harrow Scarf and what I'll do is I'll actually put up a link in it so you can have a look at it if it's something that interests you I got it for around $350 and it is brilliant I use it a couple of times a week and it makes things so much quicker so when I do have my days where I do want to do my meal prep I'll often have my slow cooker going I'll make two or three different types of meals in my thermomix and I'll also be using my stove so it's just having those different appliances and different methods of cooking available to you So that you're able to get more things done. I think starting meal prep is quite daunting and it can be confusing and it can sound. Like it's a lot of work, but it doesn't have to be. If you make it into something you actually enjoy doing, you're going to find it a lot easier to be able to achieve what you're wanting to do. And it's not always going to feel like a chore. So sometimes it's great to get the kids involved. Other times it's nice to have them out of the kitchen. Make it enjoyable and make it something that works for you. So I actually don't mind cooking with my kids. I do get them to help prepare different foods. I like them cutting up things or peeling things. And even if I don't need something grated, sometimes I'll give them something to grate just so they get out of the kitchen. It's a lot quicker to do it in the food processor. I know that, but... It's also really good for them to be able to help out with the meal prep and then they know where their food is coming from. And I think that's one thing that's really important for me is whilst the ready-made meals are great, so the companies that deliver the food to you that you just chuck in the microwave, they're delicious and I do love them. But I'm not actually learning where my food comes from. I'm not learning anything about portion sizes or meal prep or anything like that. And I think it's really important for kids to understand where their food's coming from, why we're not putting certain things in it, how long it takes to make. They love cooking and I'm really lucky. And my adult children are really, really good in the kitchen. And that's because they've learned as a child and they've learned to love cooking. Cooking is such a relaxing thing. I find it relaxing anyway. I hate cleaning. I don't want to clean my kitchen at all ever, like I said earlier, but I think that being able to actually get in the kitchen and get, you know, 10 ingredients together and come up with this amazing dish is so pleasing. And it's the same for kids, for them to actually be able to create something like that. It's really important and for them to be able to get involved, they're also going to be more likely interested in eating that particular meal. I really hope these tips have been helpful. Like I said, I am certainly not an expert in this field, but these are just some of the things that I've done that have helped me stick to my journey. And I know that when I've got a plan, I'm more likely to stick to it and it's a lot easier for me to stay on track so these are some of the things that's worked for me I would love to hear if you've got any more hints and tips that might help me along the way I'm more than happy to hear from you drop me a message on insta or facebook or shoot me an email at steph M F L F at gmail.com. As always, if you've got anything you'd like me to chat about or anything you think that I would be interested in covering, please let me know. I'm always open to ideas. It is quite hard actually to come up with new ideas. So I do love it when people send me things to talk about because yeah, it just takes the hard work out of it for me. So have a great day, night, morning, morning, whatever it is, wherever you are in the world. And I look forward to chatting to you really soon. Take care.